Welcome to Speak. It is a huge, and I mean huge, NFL Monday. I'm Emmanuel Acho. Y'all know the vibes. Volume up. Put your remotes down. Stay for a while. We got Dave Hellman, NFL insider, Joy Taylor, and the Eagles all-time rushing leader, 2-5-2 Live. That's Shady McCoy. Now, what if I told you the San Francisco 49ers lost their starting quarterback yesterday and they got better? Now, first thing is, first, Trey Lance, get better, my friend. I got hurt seven times in eight years, four years college, four years pro. It sucks to get hurt. I'm wishing you well with your season-ending surgery. But I know the Niners got better because Jimmy G is better. I know this with my own eyes. Players in the locker room have told me the same thing. And the management, Kyle, Shanahan, John Lynch, they know so as well. How do we know that they know? Well, look at how they were using Trey Lance in yesterday's game. Dude only passed the ball 20% of the time. But when Jimmy G went to the game, they passed the ball 40% of the time. The playbook was constricted with Trey Lance, and it was wide open with Jimmy G. But I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Jimmy G, we know his ceiling. He was hitting his head on the ceiling. Yeah, his ceiling was a Super Bowl. One throw, America, is what we hold against Jimmy G. This one throw, third and 10, 24 to 20. This one throw is why we've all been out on Jimmy G. You have to make it make sense. Injuries are terrible. Trey Lance, I pray you get better. But the 49ers now have cover because Trey Lance's injury allows Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to do what they should have done from the start. And that is start, Jimmy G. So if I am the 49ers, I am cautiously optimistic, but a little bit grateful. Joy Taylor, how do you think the 49ers should feel about Trey Lance's injury? I think they should feel bad about it. This is a bad situation. This is not a win for the 49ers. You mentioned holding that last pass, in uh, that big pass in the Super Bowl against Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't hold that against Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners hold that against Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why they drafted Trey Lance. That's why they used three first-round picks on him, which is why this is a bad situation. From Trey Lance's perspective, obviously we all hope he gets better soon uh, and and 100%, but it's going to be almost three years that he's going to have not played football. He played one year, one game in his senior year because of COVID. He didn't play last year because he needed to develop, so he played in two games last year. Consider that a wash. And now he's played in one game in this season, which was supposed to be the season where we see what he can develop into. The other loss is now they're losing years on his rookie contract. So if he comes back 100% healthy and then develops into something, well, you've lost two years of his rookie deal now, which is obviously when you want to take advantage of young quarterbacks being great. And if he isn't great, well, then you blew three first-round picks on a young quarterback who you never got to see develop fully because of this injury and because you didn't play him in his real rookie season. So long-term, this is not a win for the Niners. Shady, how do you think the Niners should feel? Uh, this is uh, it's a tricky one, man. First of all, your, your, your future franchise quarterback gets hurt. Like she talked about, he gave up three first-round draft picks to get him. I'm sure they're in the meeting rooms, the head coach, GM, the owner, like bleep, 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 bleep. What are we going to do? Because the problem is this. Everybody wants to seem smart. Now, granted, he got hurt, so I, I, I know that's a sad thing. Like, I'm a player. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But that they, they, they get, he did get hurt, right? Now, Jamie G's still there. So they look smart. Like, we did the right thing. So they'll look like, hey, if they go far with Jimmy G, that's going to be tricky because now what do we do? Trey Lance, he, he recovers. He gets back. Rehabs. He's 100%. Jimmy G takes us far in the playoffs. Maybe the Super Bowl. Who knows? Then what do you do? It's tricky to be over there in that, in that organization right now. I don't think it's tricky, man. I think that it was simplified for the Niners. Dave, I'm going to uh, say something to you that will at least make you think. I'm interested to hear your feedback. Nice way to put it. Two wrongs don't make a right. In my mind, the 49ers were wrong to draft Jimmy G by using up three first-round picks. Truly, it was two. To draft Trey Lance by using up three first-round picks. Truly, it was two first-round picks, and we all know about the swap. I think that was wrong. But just because you draft a player who might not be as good as you want him to be doesn't mean you should force him out there when you have a Super Bowl-ready roster. If most people agree that Jimmy G is more capable of winning right now. Why would the 49ers then feel bad if they now can play the player who's the currently the better player? And it is a, it's a unique situation because of everything Shady just said. The reason why that's bad is because it's about so much more than the next game or even this season when you do something like this. And they should feel bad 
because they're on the brink of a total organizational disaster. And that is a weird thing to say about a team that has very real playoff aspirations. Like, the Niners handled Seattle yesterday. They, they have a chance to win that division. They're going to be a pretty good team, I think. This is borderline disaster. Because, again, when you make this type of move, I'm sorry, Acho. I know y'all played, and the best man should get the job. Politics are a big part of the NFL, and you know that. Mm-hmm. And when you make a trade like that, and invest in a guy and very clearly send a signal, we do not think this guy is good enough to get the job done. You've flipped a page whether you want to or not. Now, I I personally, I think the Niners deserve a fair amount of credit for managing this so that they have a backup plan because their season is not sunk now that they don't have joy. I, I know, I know. But they have a capable starting quarterback. That There's something to be said for that. But again, you're going to get to year three of Trey Lance's deal and have no idea whether he's worth re-signing after everything you just did. And by the way, you can gloss over the trade all you want. I just wanted to double check. I just wanted to make sure if you were so content with Jimmy G, you could have used your number 12 overall pick. You know who got drafted number 12 overall in 2021? It's pretty good. Micah Parsons. <laughs> you could have Micah Parsons on this team. Or, or they did a trade with Philly in that draft to get up to, they dropped back Jalen Waddle wound up going with the number six overall pick. Like, if you were so sold on Jimmy G, you could have made this team a hell of a lot better. Now, not only is it not better, because Micah Parsons and Jalen Waddle aren't on your team, I should say, or. Not only that, you also have no idea how good Trey Lance is. There's nothing to feel good about here other than that you kind of backed into still having a decent backup quarterback. I think we have no no idea how good Trey Lance is. I think the Niners know. I think they have a fairly good idea of how good Trey Lance is. I'm glad you brought up Micah Parsons. See, this is what not enough people pay attention to. The greatest thing that has happened thus far to Micah Parsons' career, DeMarcus Lawrence getting hurt. I don't know if many people know this. Dave Hellman should know this. I get get where you're going. Micah Parsons started last season as a stack linebacker. What that means is I'm not a predominant rusher. I'm about four or five yards off the ball playing coverage predominantly. DeMarcus Lawrence, the Cowboys' leading pass rusher, gets hurt. The next game, Micah Parsons plays 100% of the snaps at a pass rushing position, as opposed to only playing 20% of the snaps a week before at the pass rushing position. We don't always utilize our first rounders to the ability in which they need to be utilized. I am on the train, Joy, that the Niners are actually better off now, today, tomorrow, and going forward. Today and tomorrow, they are. Going forward, they're not. And I'm not going to – I can't let you do it, Dave. I can't let you give them credit for Jimmy G. <laughs> That's fair. Roster. I can't do That's it. Fair. I'm not going to let it happen. We're not going to forget that they tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and they were mad at him for getting surgery. They did everything they could do to get Jimmy Garoppolo Looking off this it. roster. You don't get it to still be, counts. No. It's, you right, don't, you don't get credit for being lucky, walk around the corner and fag, finding a, ba- a bag of money. That's not how it works. Can't give him credit for it. Still rich, though. That's true. It worked out, but you didn't plan for this at all. This was not their plan to have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. Are they better today than they were yesterday with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter? Yes, because Jimmy Garoppolo is a better player right now today than Trey Lance. No, that isn't all that matters. That isn't all that matters. That isn't all that matters. That's not all that matters. First of all, not only is that short-sighted, the Niners have told you Jimmy Garoppolo is not good enough. Everything that I just mentioned about them trying to trade him, they tried to move him. Then they were mad at him for getting surgery and not telling them. They used three first-round picks to take Trey Lance. They mortgaged their future on this young quarterback. It's not me saying Jimmy Garoppolo is not good enough. I would have built around Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to win games. I don't think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl, and Neither do the Niners, but that's why they decided to move off of him. But the question is this. How many guys are good enough to win a Super Bowl? Jimmy Garoppolo has two playoff wins in two of the last four seasons. How many quarterbacks have done that over the last ten years? About seven. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, I believe Aaron Rodgers, Colin Kaepernick, Jimmy Garoppolo. There aren't very many. So, Shady, when we say that Jimmy Garoppolo is not good enough to win a Super Bowl, I would retort with, well, there aren't that many guys that are good enough to win Super Bowls because only about 37 quarterbacks have ever done it in the history of playing the sport. Where do you think the Niners stand now? Are they better today? Are they better tomorrow? Are they better going forward? What do you think? I would say they're better today. I mean, their future quarterback, you know, Trey Lance got hurt, so we get that. But moving forward, it's like for for them guys that have so much success with that team, with Jimmy G on their quarterback, and then for them to try to move on from him – that tells you something. Like, either he can't get us there all the time or we can't win with him. 
Something. People are wrong, though. I, I don't. The look, Eagles moved on from you, and what that tell us? That man, just told us that the Eagles are bad decision makers. Yeah, yeah, but the Packers tried to move on from Aaron Rodgers. What that tell us? That just told us the Packers are bad decision makers. Just because they tried to that, move no, on true, does though. not mean yeah, that, that that's all true. of a sudden Trey Lance is a god. Now, that is true because a lot, I feel like a lot of people up in the office they get a lot of things wrong. You know what I'm saying? But but the thing is, is they see him every day, right? You see him in the games. See, we see him in the games, but they see him every day. Every day. Camp, practice. So they know his flaws. They know what he does well. Strip clubs. And, and whatever, they, whatever <laughs> they told us is this. He's not good enough for us, so we're trying to get better. So if you're trying to get better, how good can, can, how good can J- Jimmy G be? He also missed 25 games. I like you said that. It's a good point. Injury. It's a good so point. you have to tell the full picture of what Jimmy G is. With this team, with this coach, he is a winner. Yes, we know that. What is your goal, though? Though, If your ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl, Jimmy G's not the guy. And we know that because of everything that Shady just said and because of their actions. People talk a lot. La, 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 la. They say a lot of things. What do you do? Mm-hmm. What you have done is showed me you don't think Jimmy G is capable of getting you to the next level. If your goal is just to win games, then you're fine. And there are organizations that are completely happy with that lifestyle. They just want to win some games, but you're, you're, maybe make some noise in the playoffs, but Jimmy not G, the Niners. But here, I have two things. My first train of thought is this, because I've spent way too much time thinking about this conversation. Jimmy G's injury prone. We can all agree on that, yeah. right? Yes. Sure. He's missed roughly 33% of his games due to injury, something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong there in the back. Trey Lance would have missed 50% of his games due to injury by the time he comes back. Mm. We're not going to sit here and call yeah. Trey Lance injury prone, or are we? Because we have to. Yeah. Remember Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott used to be consistently healthy. And Carson Wentz was Mr. Injured. Right. You remember that narrative? I'm an Eagles guy, you're a Cowboys guy, all the things. But now you look up, by week eight of this season, Dak Prescott would have missed 17% of his starts. Carson Wentz would have missed 13% of his starts. So we get label these guys injury prone, healthy. Everybody's injury prone in the NFL. And if you're not, you're an outlier that proves the rule. I'm just sitting here, Joy, trying to figure out because I'm I'm so big on play the best player. I agree they draft, they use three first round picks on Trey Lance, but I just don't think three wrongs make a right. The truth needs no alibi. If you play the best player, you will need no alibi. Do you think that Dak is an elite quarterback? No. Do you think that Carson Wentz is an elite quarterback? No, was. I love how he qualified that right there. The end. Well, he's not now. And you are comparing Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz, who you don't think are good and are elite, no, man, Jimmy they, they similar, who, like, who you're arguing should be on this Niners team and makes them contenders. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? You're arguing the equivalence of two players that you don't think are good enough to win a Super Bowl. What is Jimmy Garoppolo capable of doing? What is his ceiling? That's why Trey Lance was there in the first place. But are you saying his ceiling isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl because he missed a pass? Like, he's three yards away from being good enough to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying it, Emmanuel. I'm not saying it. The Niners are saying it. They did They did it. Yeah, what yeah, do you the do? They the, made are... that trade yes. knowing full well how close that guy, Jimmy G, came to winning a Super Bowl. See, I wouldn't have did it, right? I wouldn't you have wouldn't made it. the trade for I, I Trey Lance. Not three first rounds, no, yeah. because my thing is you're betting on the potential of this kid. Mm-hmm. You don't know where Jimmy G, I don't think he's super good, but he's good enough to get you to the Super Bowl, get you to the playoff. So now, right, you could build on that team and potentially be better. Because getting to the Super Bowl is hard to do. Let's not. Let's cut that out. That's hard to That's do. Hard. So for you, for him to get you there, and they were close, even though he's not the best quarterback. Like, <laughs> okay, but Shady, t- tell the truth though about how you prepare for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, we want. No, hold on. No, I said, mm. look, Jimmy, we want you to throw the ball, brother. No question. <laughs> get the get the third and long because no he, he can't throw the ball that well. But what I'm saying is, for you to continue, uh, consistently go to the playoffs, win games, and then get to the Super Bowl, you can build off of that instead of giving three first rounders up. And to see what guy you, you don't this. know about, let me ask you that's this because to do. the fact is, you wouldn't have given up the three first rounders. You wouldn't have given up the three first rounders, would you have? Okay. No, but I'm not. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So now that's the question because that's why I want to come I, to you. I, I, I would have did that. None of us would have given up the no. three first round picks, but it's done. We can't cry over it. It's done. Right. Would you be playing Trey Lance knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo is currently better, or would you have been playing the yeah. better player? See, you keep saying like currently better. They don't care about that. They care about going forward. So if it's year three, two, wait, year two, get better, get better. Then year three, be a stud, be our franchise quarterback. It's not about this right now. When you give up three first rounders, you're not worried about the first year. You're worried about the years to come. Yeah. Right? It's an investment. I mean, we love to get our investment and return our investment the next day, the next year. It don't work like that. It might take two years or three years. Look, go in your pocket. Put about your money, baby. 
Y'all talk that money talk to him. He understands that. It's the front office's job to think about more than the next Sunday. Yes. That's their job. Correct. But if you keep worrying about the next Sunday and the next Sunday and the next Sunday and the next Sunday and the next Sunday, there's only one big problem. You're going to lose on this Sunday. And the Niners need to focus on the present. Coming up, Micah Parsons. He might actually still be sacking Joe Burrow as we speak. The Cowboys got a huge win, shocked the world. But did they change our opinions of them? Were we impressed by the boys? Golly, can't wait to have that discussion. That's next. Peace. Okay, look, we have to get to this controversial moment that not enough people are talking about. Yesterday, Jets-Browns shocker Nick Chubb scored with less than two minutes left. He put the Browns up by 13, but they still lost. If Nick Brown would have just taken a knee after getting the first down, the Browns could have run out the clock and won the game. I got to bring in our show's running back, Eagles all-time rushing leader, to break this down for me. Do you blame Nick Chubb? Should he have just slid and chilled? I do not. First of all, Philadelphia Eagles every year, they would show this clip of Brian Westbrook, right? Same situation. I think he breaks it was against uh, the Cowboys. He breaks out a long one like a 50-yarder, and then he slides. So every training camp, Andy Reid would install it. Like, listen, guys, player situation. You know, you guys go on there. You break a long one. Take a knee. The game's over with. I looked at my coach, Duce, and I said, look, I will never do that. I'm scoring a touchdown. I need my money and my stats. So I don't blame Nick Chubb. It's on the defense. But he, he lost don't do, the game. Hold up. He don't do special teams, oh. and, he, and he don't do no defense. Oh. It's state fault. Oh. He said what he said. Said what I said. I guess I don't blame you either, Nick Chubb. You still lost again. Anyway, time for a rewarding performance brought to you by Capital One. What's in your wallet? Well, the Cowboys were missing Dak Prescott yesterday, but they kept it rolling with backup quarterback Cooper Rush. He threw for 235 yards with a passing touchdown, and the defense was all over Joe Burrow, sacking him six times in Dallas's first win of the year. Huge win for the Cowboys. Shocked the entirety of the world, and we would be lying if we told you otherwise. But, Shady, how impressed were you by that mega win by the Cowboys? I mean, come on, let's be serious. Like, impressed? I was not impressed. It, it was For me, it was more of the, how bad the Bengals were. And I remember a Tuesday when we, when we began this show, mm-hmm. we talked about it our first week. What did mm-hmm. I say? The Bengals will not make the playoffs. You just say that. Right? They look bad. They couldn't block anybody. So I can't say how great the Cowboys look. Cooper Cussie looked okay. I mean, he looked better than Dak, their franchise quarterback. But it was more of Michael Parsons. True. It was more of him. Michael Parsons really saved the game because the, the pressure he gave out, you couldn't really see how great Jamar Chase had uh, how, how good he really is because he's been balling, but you couldn't really see it, you know, because the pressure that Joe Burrow had. But, but hold on, overall, right, I don't want to hate on you because I know you're a, cow- a Cowboys guy. Sounds like you're hating. I just feel like this. Listen, <laughs> the Bengals are, are a bad team. They couldn't block last year. They can't block this year. I don't, don't think that the Cowboys are just world beaters. They, did, they beat a great team. Okay, nobody in the world, yeah. nobody <laughs> is saying the Cowboys are world beaters. But I did, like, you have to at least admit we buried them. I, I definitely did. I got no problem you buried saying them? that. Yes. Okay. Did you watch okay. them play Tampa Bay? They looked so bad. And to lose Dak, the whole world counting them out, at the very least, to beat a team that is at minimum not awful. Well, the Bengals might not be. They might not get back to the Super Bowl, but they're not awful. Mm-hmm. To beat them in that circumstance with everyone in the world counting them out, yes, I thought it was very impressive. Incredibly impressive is where I stood. Um, Cooper Rush is your starting quarterback. He has one career start, if I'm not mistaken. CeeDee Lamb, questionable at best as a number one wide receiver. Ezekiel Elliott is still declining, regardless of how much we want to propel him forward. Tony Pollard's still not getting a boatload of touches. Micah Gallup is still injured, and the Cowboys got a dub. Oh, my God. They got themselves a dub. I'm not a Cowboys lover by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm a Cowboys truth teller, and the truth of the matter is that win was very impressive. First First and foremost, they scored first. How? How did they score first? Not only do you score first, but then you kept the Bengals where you wanted them the entirety of the game, behind you. Right. So, Shady, you know it is hard to win with the backup quarterback. You played right. the 2013 and 14 seasons with backup quarterbacks. Nick Foles taking over for Michael Vick. Mark Sanchez taking over for Nick Foles. Okay. So we both know how hard it is to win with a backup quarterback. Joy, when I look at it, I was impressed. There, what did you say? Very, Very impressed? impressed. 
Very impressed. That's I like sad, that. Man. I like that. You're drinking that cowboy juice. Yeah, it's and it it, it will. It, he has never been hungover, but it will <laughs> leave you hungover. Trust me. I'm still hungover from drinking all that juice last year. No, I was not impressed with the Cowboys' performance. Let's stop acting like this was some unbelievable game. Cooper Rush threw for four touchdowns and 400 yards. It was a good win for the Cowboys, Great who win. are playing without their franchise quarterback. You want to get and steal all the wins that you can get. I still consider this a steal, although I think the Bengals might be a little worse than I thought they were. But it's still not a, 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 an unbelievable performance out of the Cowboys, something that you can build on as far as what you saw on the field. Did they, did they still lose a very close game to the Bengals after sacking them six times? What was the score of the game? They did win 20, a close game. 20 yeah. to 17. Yeah, so let's not act like this was some kind of blowout or anything. I, I think it's good. I don't want to be I don't want to be doom and gloom about the Cowboys. I have them in hospice, but this was, a, this was a nice win. They should feel good about it. They should feel they good should about feel any great. win that they get with their backup quarterback. You should yeah. feel good if you beat the Bengals with that Prescott. Yeah. Yes. Then you feel good. Yes. If you beat the Bengals with that Prescott at home, the Bengals reigning Super Bowl champs, then you feel good. You beat the Bengals with Cooper Rush. Jamar Chase played. T. Higgins played. Joe Burrow played. <laughs> Lyle Collins what are you played. At, Joe Mixon All this played. stuff is true. Oh, like, like, this on, isn't come a come good on, win. Like, this is a great win. I think the a thing. A great win? Great. So, we all can agree that the Bengals are not as good as, well, you, you three can now mm. agree with me that they're not that good of a team, right? You're not as the good Bengals. as I thought they're not they as were. good as people thought, yeah. I'll say this. Only thing, the, the, the plus I can say about the Cowboys watching that game yesterday, I felt like they played harder for Cooper Rush than they played with Dak. The running game was on fire. The guys up front were blocking. They were, like, blowing the guys off the ball. I haven't seen that with Dak. Receivers, even hard contested catches, they were catching them. They look like they were really motivated. Hold up, the defensive line, Parsons including, was going crazy. So I haven't seen that with Dak, right? I mean, he only gave up three points, you know, but I didn't see it. So I think they, the best part is they actually play harder, I felt like, with Rush. I'm going to sidestep that just off. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's completely like. Don't sidestep it. Hold up. No, there's your eyes. Hold up. Are you? Did your eyes yeah. see that though? Sh- Shady, this and that's why it was so impressive. This is what happens when you lose your quarterback. Dak Prescott is the guy who, since mid 2018, he's the guy that you look at and say, "All right, we're going to be okay because we have him." And I, yeah, yes. I don't yes. never. You say that? Yes. I never say that. I don't care what you say. That's what the Dallas Cowboys say every time they play. Every guy on the team says, "We got four. We got a shot." I don't really care if you agree. You I'm you telling you, the, the media. This is in the media. I get. It. Oh, I get it. Okay. You know what? They, they coach us that. Hey, look, Shady, whatever you do, no matter how bad he plays, support your quarterback. Oh, okay, cool. Four picks, listen, I still believe in him. So I get it. Man, I get that. He doesn't throw. He doesn't have four pick games. He gave you three he points. set the franchise touchdown you, record last year. Whenever that was. You realize the Buccaneers didn't give up their first touchdown of the season until the last two minutes yesterday, he right? Gave you three, he gave you three points, points last year, or, uh, last game. He played a bad game. And last year in the playoffs, you got smoked. Mm. At home at yeah. Big Dallas, they lost that game by six points. Under, I don't, I don't know about no numbers and no, and no, no points. Sure, I know wins and wanna, losses. Why would you want to? And the big like number that? four was the leader. The one you keep saying we got four, we got a chance. You lost realize at home. You realize it makes sense to yeah. say if you lose the guy that the whole team looks toward, then everybody else elevates their play. What did Noah Brown do in the season opener? Dropped two crucial third down balls. What did he do yesterday? Balled the hell out. He raised his level of play. Cooper. It would be nice to know. It would be nice for him to do that for Dak. But if he's Dak's not point. there, he's no. Make, he's making my point. I think he's making my point. It wasn't in. See, no. Eagle guys, we could get the Cowboys guys on our side for real. It was. Here he just said. He just said that. What's his name? Cooper Rush. No, 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 no. Noah Brown. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that guy. He was okay. That guy. He played way better with Cooper Rush than he did with number four. So him just catching the balls that hit him in the hand is Dak Prescott's fault. Well, That's what I mean, we're doing right now. I'm That's tell, what this segment has I'm just telling you that they play harder. Sorry about the Eagles, Cowboys, taking over the segment. But I got to keep it real. Like, they love the, the, the hype of Dak and the Cowboys. But if you really watch the game, they played a, a, a bad Bengals team. They, and the team rallied behind Cooper Rush. They like, dialed in because they knew they had to play better if they were going to win a game without their starting quarterback. That's what happened. Let me break this up. Let me break this up because, Joy, we got to lock back in. At the end of the day, Dak Prescott is not going to be here for at least three more weeks. Maybe he'll show back up against the Los Angeles Rams week five. Maybe he'll show back up against the Los Angeles Rams Week 5. Joy, can the Cowboys stay competitive with da- without Dak Prescott? 
I don't think so. No, I don't have a, a problem recognizing that it was a good win for the Cowboys and that Cooper Rush is a backup quarterback. And if you get a win as a backup quarterback, that's a good thing. But you have two divisional matchups coming up in the Giants, who are 2-0, and the commanders, who I don't believe in, but, you know, can mess up someone's Sunday. You need to win those. You can't fall behind. This division is going to be close. Maybe not great, but it's going to be close. And then you're, you're fighting for a wild card spot anyway, because I believe that the Eagles will be the best team in the division. And they're looking like that. Say it again. We'll I don't hear you. I, I, really, I, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. I think I picked the Eagles to win the division. Yeah, me too. Being <laughs> Wait, the no, best team in the worst division in the NFC. You don't say. No, but I don't think that they can, they can afford to fall behind. And they have big divisional matchups coming up. Let's say Dak is not back, which is wildly optimistic to say that he's going to be back I mean, before yeah, that yeah, Let's just, we'll just, anyway. I think we're safe assuming that might be the case. That he's not going to be back? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Then you have another divisional game against the Eagles the week after that. Yeah. And, and this is assuming that Dak's going to come back and play 100%, which right. we know that he's and not even going if he, to. Even if he plays, yeah. But here, they should still, they, at the last four games, right, they, they should win two of them at least. That's where I'm at. I yeah. think the I think Cowboys are fine. I did not think the Cowboys were fine prior to Sunday. I think they are fine now. The Cowboys needed to steal one. They needed to steal one, and they did it. I think it was a great win beating the Bengals because I don't look at Daniel Jones and say, man, Daniel Jones is way better than Cooper Rush. I love me some Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz at his worst, and we see his worst one quarter a game or so, at his worst is going to let Cooper Rush step into the game for a while. So if I'm looking at this Cowboys schedule, they're going to be all right. See, I, it's, got giant, it's too early. It's too early to start playing that game. Like, this was an emotional moment. Defending Super Bowl runner-ups, the, the AFC champs were in town. Again, the whole world wrote them off. Y'all know that matters. Yes. Players pay attention to that stuff. I want to see how they do in a less sexy game, in a game that they maybe are supposed to win. So I'm, I'm not ready to say that they're fine, but if they, honestly, if they rush the passer like that, like I'm, I'm getting, I'm starting to believe Micah Parsons is the type of defender that can win games all on his own. Because, yeah, yeah the pass yeah. rush was amazing. And not to take credit away from Dorrance Armstrong and Dante Fowler, there were a lot of guys that made plays yesterday. Michael Parsons was the engine for that entire thing. He was drawing double and triple teams. He was winning his one-on-ones when he did get them. That dude is a monster. And, yeah, that pass rush against Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz, yeah, they're going to be able to stay in those games. So that's where I'm at, Jordan. I'm like, the Giants and the Commanders don't scare me if if I'm a Cowboys fan. Do the Giants and Commanders worry you? knowing Cooper Rush is running the helm for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. That's what I, yeah. But why? Daniel Jones? No, it's not just about Daniel Jones. First of all, Daniel Jones has just won two games. I'm not going crazy about Daniel Jones. I don't think he's the future of that organization. But these are divisional matchups that you must win. If you're saying, let's say conservative, I don't believe Dak's going to be back for the Rams game, but I don't know, whatever. I'm not his doctor. I'm not Jerry Jones. Who knows? Let's say he's not back for the Rams game. And they lost those two divisional games. Now he's back for the Rams game, and then you have another divisional game coming up next. The schedule matters. This division matters. It's not just about getting a win over the AFC Bengals. Like, these next two games, they got to lock in, play as well as they played against the Bengals, if not better. Because guess what? The Giants could – they can taste it. They Mm -hmm. they want this division now, too. They got – nobody had the Giants as contenders this year. Table has them rolling. Let's go. Why not? Why can't we beat the Cowboys? They don't have Dak. Why can't we beat the Cowboys? Commanders, too. It's going to be a desperate situation for them if they get another loss. I would say this. I'm more impressed by the Cowboys win over the Bengals than I am any NFC East win all season. I'm definitely more impressed by the Cowboys beating the Bengals than the Giants beating Baker Mayfield's Panthers. I'm more impressed. empty. I'm more impressed by the Cowboys beating the Bengals than the Giants sneaking one past Ryan Tannehill's Tennessee Titans. I'm more impressed by the Giants beating the Bengals than the Eagles beating the Detroit Lions by... I'm more impressed by the Cowboys beating the Bengals than the Eagles beating the Detroit Lions by three points. I'm more impressed by the Cowboys beating the Bengals than what the Commanders did in week one because the Commanders did not look good at all yesterday. So the Cowboys win over the Bengals is more impressive than anything we've done seen by any of their NFC East opponents. I'm just wondering, like Joy is wondering, like we're all wondering, can you keep it up, Cooper? Can you keep it up? Coming up. Speaking of struggling offenses, what's going on in Denver, y'all? God, dog, Russell Wilson, is he getting exposed? We got to talk about that. I like how you finished off that team. That's next. Peace. You have 
to take a look at this. Uh, we all live two lives. We checking in on our social life. Cowboys fans did not know how to act after their first win of the season. And shout out to our viewers who sent this in. Somebody's in a Dak Prescott jersey riding a horse. Dave Hellman, I need a comment as you were the, the I just, Dallas. I just love like everybody thinks in Texas like we all ride horses and this is like out in the country. Like this is the Walmart across the street from, from the, the stadium. stadium. That's it where is. I that's where it I is. used to park. That's where I used to park before games. They don't know how to act. No, it was sanctioned. Don't worry about it. But yeah, they don't know how to act, bro. That's why I don't like them. Look, look at this. A lot of act, he knows man. exactly how to act. He's having fun. That's how you act yeah. when you upset the baby. Can't tell me nothing. Cooper Rush jersey, man. Wrong jersey on. <laughs> we'll get to that later. All right, we got to head to Denver because Russell Wilson's, Russell Wilson's home debut, it did not go as planned. The home crowd booed. Yeah. Yes, they booed Russell Wilson. He wasn't in Seattle this time. The offense struggled with zero touchdowns until the fourth quarter. However, the Broncos, thank goodness, still went on to beat the Texans. Now, I was all over Twitter looking at Richard Sherman during the game, and Sherman was tweeting the eye emoji as the Broncos offense was struggling. And then he tweeted a cooking emoji as the Broncos offense was struggling. Shady, me and you was watching the game together at the crib. Oh, you get two free invites. Next invite, you got to pay. Somebody will be at the door to collect. Okay. Um, so you get your two free ones. Now, you said what in response to Russell Wilson being exposed? Yeah, I think he's getting exposed. I hate to say it. I, I love Russ, right? I always back him. Even watching the Sherman tweets, I always thought Sherman was a hater. Like maybe Sherman's just hating on a guy. But when you really watch it, oh, my God, he, he looks bad. He does. As an offense, they, they don't have no identity. It looks like they want to run the ball up and down the field, and then you have a, a high-paid quarterback with a, with, with a big name, the chef, Russell, right? And then they want to throw the ball, and it, it looks bad. So if you look at the numbers, bro, they're only averaging 16 points a game. Oof. And guess who they played? The Texans and the Seahawks. Oof. Like, you can't Oof. score on these teams? It's looking scary, man. So I, I, I finally got to say it, Russ. He'll look the same, and I'm scared for that offense. Mm, I can't disagree. With, I'm, I'm two touchdowns in two games, bro. Maturation. Because oh my you god! Call, you said these teams, and usually you would have called them bums. Like the old shady would be like, <laughs> yeah. you guys going these bums? Yeah, yeah. But well, I'm on TV now, and you know, <laughs> you can say bums. On, can he say bums on TV? Can I call them garbage? Yeah. That's what we want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You can say bums. They're really okay. Um, Joy, do you think Russell Wilson's been getting exposed? No, I think Nathaniel Hackett is getting exposed. Thank you. This was my concern with Russ and the Broncos this season, with the height coming into the season around Russell Wilson, which is fair. He's a big-time star. He wanted out of Seattle. It was a big trade, an aggressive move. But everyone started immediately comparing it to Tom Brady and the Bucks and Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Mm. The Broncos weren't there. They were not there. They were not the Bucks, and they were not the Rams before Russ got there. And now they have a first-time new head coach who is showing his first-time new head coachness in the first two weeks. I've, I'm not going to doubt Russ's talent because of what's happening right now. Now, the, he's only going to have a few more of these games before we're going to have to start having that conversation about how good he is because he is going to have to elevate this team. And his move does come with expectations. I don't think it's unfair to be like, wow, no, they shouldn't have any expectations. No, they should. You do deserve expectations when you get paid and when you're a star and when you ask out to a new team. All those things are fair. But I'm looking at the coaching, and this is what concerned me, concerned me about going into the season with these ridiculous expectations of, oh, he's just going to go there and win a Super Bowl like Tom Brady did and Matthew Stafford did. It's not the same situation. Bruce Arians didn't have a Super Bowl, but he was, he's been coaching for a very, very long time, and he's a good coach, and they had a lot of talent. And they were, they were playing well. It's not like it, the Broncos, we've been saying, oh, they just need a quarterback. They just need a quarterback. No, they did a lot. They need to come together as a team, and that has not happened yet. I love what you're saying, but I'm very curious in this because, Shady, we always say sometimes players can rise above coaching. Right. Like Russell Wilson, independently, nobody would say is as good as uh, Tom Brady. Nobody would say that, even independent of their Super Bowls. Right. I don't know if we would say that Russell Wilson is as good as Matthew Stafford, independent of their Super Bowls. So now, Joy, I'm left wondering – how much of it is on Hackett, because a lot is on Hackett, but how much of it, Russ, is on you? Because, Russ, if you were as good as we all thought you were, and I still think Russell Wilson is elite, but I got, I'm giving him about four or five more weeks. Dave, I'm just like, hey, when, Russ, are you going to show us that you're even better than maybe a bad coach? I know that Matt Stafford played out of his mind and the Rams won a Super Bowl, but I, I, take, I think I take issue with the idea that like Matt Stafford, independent of their Super Bowls, is better than Russell Wilson. And I, I get it, too. Russell Wilson started his career on a loaded team with a great defense. Loaded. He's played 
a lot of winning football on a lot of very untalented offenses. Like, what have we been saying about this guy for the last eight years, that he's running for his life behind a sieve of an offensive line, making stuff work anyway, right? And the defense hasn't been the And the, the defense was not, hasn't been the Legion of what Boom What it was since, in the Super Bowl, no. What even, it, the, the Legion of Boom hasn't been a thing since maybe 2017. It's been a, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so when I, what I say when I mean that is, Russell Wilson has earned my benefit of the doubt. Like, he has made it go with some mediocre so-so supporting cast. But this is not mediocre nor so-so. No, 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 this is awful. This is awful. And and he deserves some blame in that. But I lean more toward agreeing with Joy. There is a guy here that does not deserve the benefit of the doubt, the head coach who's never done this before. And we are just seeing some of the weirdest, most laughable lapses. Like, we don't need to get into what happened at the end of the season opener in Seattle again. But even in this game, they they caught a delay of game that bumped them from 54 to 59. That was crazy. crazy. They were in Denver, by the way, a mile above sea level, and then opted to punt instead of kick a field goal, even though they kicked a field goal from 64. That didn't make no sense. It's, it's asinine. And so, yes, Russell Wilson deserves plenty of blame for how bad it's been to start. But I lean way, to, way more toward thinking like, oh, Nathaniel Hackett might be in they, over his head. I, 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 go ahead, Jay. No, real quick, because I, I agree with you, right? But him playing bad is not on the coach. So the coach is making bad decisions. If you punt it, kick it, whatever it is, at the end of the game last week and, and then the week before that, I, I get that. I'm talking about this Russ because mm-hmm. I'm a Russ fan. Everything you talked about how Russ was balling with the Seahawks and they didn't have much. I was a fan of that. But now when I watch tape on Russ and I'm watching the games, like, there's plays where, like, the gimmies, quarterbacks, they love to be in rhythms, right? Boom, a little quick pass here, quick pass here, first down, first down. Now I'm in the rhythm. Now I can take a long shot and be accurate. I'm not saying that with Russ. I'm saying bad decision-making. I'm saying hesitant with the ball. I'm saying the ball placements are bad. Like, easy first downs, he's not completing. So I'm only talking about the skill level and the performance, not about the coach. I love Russ, but when I'm sitting on tape and watching it, I am not impressed. This is not – that's not the Russell I know. That's, I think that's, there's a lot to be said there because there's that, no crazy work right there. Because <laughs> that's where I'm at, Joy. It's more so like we don't know how good Russell Wilson actually is. The reason I say we don't is because, yes, Richard Sherman might be biased, but Richard Sherman, first ballot Hall of Famer, greatest defensive back of the generation with Darrell Revis, he is clearly on the side that Russ is not that good. He said it publicly, yeah. and clearly he's obviously he got a little, said it. Got a little hate in him. He got a little no hate. question about he that. He's he definitely hating. Pete Carroll, I don't know if he has hated him or not. But Pete Carroll was willing to let Russell Wilson go. Schneider willing to let Russell Wilson go. So there's clearly a little bit of ambiguity as how good Russell Wilson is. Well, Russ, you can prove it. Go to Denver. Ball. Broncos have Sutton. They have Judy. They have Hamler. Obviously, Judy got hurt yesterday. They have a couple running backs. And, Joy, we just still ain't seen it. So I'm like, how much leeway are you going to give Russ or are you going to just blame Hackett for an extended period. Of well, I'm not going to I'm going to give him more leeway than 2 weeks and they did get the win yesterday. Mm-hmm. So there is that. It is hard to win games in the NFL. Everyone in the NFL is an NFL player. I get it all wins are not can, created equal. I think like the could, Texas is like Ooh. I think you could go into the Ooh. game after that win and not feel great about yourself even though you got it. But let's keep this in perspective as well that they did do that. I'm going to give him more than two weeks. Yes. Uh, Richard Sherman, of course, is going to say what he's going to say. Right now, he's right. Now, if they do end up getting this together or next year, perhaps, when they've had a little more uh, experience under their belt, Nathaniel Hackett, they get some extra pieces in and then they win a Super Bowl, we're going to have to keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. But, right, right. you know, I, I don't expect them to win a Super Bowl this year. If they didn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. This is a very difficult division. I don't expect everything to be turnkey for the Broncos this year. I do expect Russell Wilson to elevate what they have going on, but I'm going to give them more than two weeks because, to Dave's point, I've seen him do this before. What is this? And what I've, is this? I've seen him elevate players that we don't we don't know who they are. I've seen him I've seen yeah. him cook before when they've had a completely conservative offense. They're re- losing at the end of the game, and they're like, I don't know, go win it, Russ, figure it out. I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. Bah. We give up. Yeah. We don't know what to do. A lot. That's where Russ, Russ Cook, let Russ Cook came from. The, the, the offense was stagnant and completely unoriginal. It was, it was basic. And then at the end of the game, they want Russ to go out there and win the game with, a base, with, with not a good defense either. So as far as Pete Carroll and Snyder goes, 
We don't see how that works out for them, by the way. Right. Like, like they were willing to move off of him. We'll see if that was ego or if that was smart. Because personally, I would have I would have swallowed that ego and kept Russell Wilson there. Looked a lot more like the Seahawks we thought we were getting yesterday. Yeah, well, that's who Big Gino. But but here's my thing though: if you're Pete Carroll, you're not looking at Russ like, man, we really miss him. You weren't looking at him like that after week one. You definitely ain't looking at him like that but, after okay, week two. But again, it's two weeks. Yeah. A year from now, two years from now, we'll see how much. Uh, he, should, he should get better. But a player that has rushed for over, that has led his team in rushing yards at the quarterback position, mm. we know how valuable Russ's legs are. And we're not even seeing that same escapability from the pocket. Like, it has only been two weeks. I will give you all yeah. that. But it's not like we've seen much in the two weeks to say, like, oh, hell yeah, Russ still got the juice. Right. Even this Russ we're talking about since 2016, he's one in five in the playoffs. So even when he gets there, it's not like he wins there. I'm glad you said that because that's my lasting image of Russell Wilson, to go back to what Joy was just saying, is the 2018 playoffs. They lost one of the Cowboys' three uh, playoff wins in the last 26 <laughs> years that we like to talk so much about. Seattle lost that game because they took the ball out of Russ's hands. They plowed into a brick wall. It must have been 45 times that night. They lost 24 to 22. They could not score. The Dallas secondary wanted nothing to do with defending the pass. And Pete Carroll was just content to not do anything about that. And I realize 2018 is a lifetime ago. Yeah. I don't know if Russell Wilson is still that good. But he, he has been in the past. I have absolute faith in that. And I think it's, it's revisionist history a little bit to be like, oh, we're so good when we just run the ball and everything works out and we'll let our defense do it. No. Russell Wilson did a lot for the Seahawks and maybe could have done more if they had been willing to put the ball in his hands. Was it off. empty, though? Because all the, when Russ was cooking and when Russ was having all of these yard, amassing the most yardage, if I'm not uh, mistaken, the year that Russ had the most passing yards, the Seahawks didn't make the playoffs. So was Russ's stats in Seattle when he was balling statistically, was it not empty? That's, I mean, that's an age-old consideration, and people say the same thing about Dak. You know, yeah. he, he almost threw for 5,000 yards in 2019 because they found themselves behind Railing in the second half a lot. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a clean answer to that. I just know that I think Russell Wilson has been. I'm curious to see where this is going because, to be fair to y'all, he has looked really bad. Like, I don't think you can completely put it on coaching I guess what I'm just saying, and I think Joy is there with me, is I trust him to get it figured out over the course of the next month or so. I do trust him. I, and because I trust him, I'm putting it more on the Nathaniel right, Hackett. Right. They also did win yesterday. They lost an emotional game one, which might be the best game that Seattle plays all year. We, we can you know, yeah. kind of quietly say mm -hmm. that. That's probably fair. They, they did get the win yesterday. And to your point about the statistics, and Zach has said this before, that's not a balanced offense. That's, not, that's actually not what you want. You don't want the, the quarterback to always have to throw the ball. And while it might be great for a quarterback's statistical year, Zach talked about this. He doesn't want to have an offense like that. He wants it to be a balanced offense. That's how you win. Yeah. I think Russ, I think he'll get it together. He's got to probably get some new recipes, you know what I'm saying? Go back to the <laughs> basics, something like that, so he can cook up again. If it's up to Richard Sherman, I don't know if he thinks Russ going to get it better. <laughs> He's cooking that bulls right now. <laughs> Yo, coming up, they are partying in Miami because Tua Woo! had a game to okay, remember. Six touchdown passes tied with Dan Marino for a Dolphins franchise record. My goodness, the Dolphins were good. But we got to tell you just how good. That's next. Impressed by the Dolphins or disappointed? Okay, Tua. Welcome back, y'all. Let's check in on our social life. The Raiders showed some love to their neighboring Las Vegas Aces as the Vegas Aces won their first WNBA title. And inside of Raider Stadium, Allegiant Stadium, they aired the end of it. You could see the elation not only from the Raiders crowd, but also from the WNBA champs. Joy, how you feeling about it? I love to see it. Congrats, Becky Hammond, Asia, Chelsea, Chelsea Gray winning uh, MVP. I love it. Becky Hammond, first rookie coach to win a WNBA championship. Becky Hammond's a beast, man. Yeah. Absolute beast. Well, speaking of being a beast, how about the Miami Dolphins? Down by 21 Woo! points in the fourth quarter. And Tua Tungabailoa is all you got to say. It's all I need to say. And it's all you need to hear. They outscored the Ravens 28-3 to in the fourth. Tua led a huge comeback win on the road. Finished with 469 passing yards, six touchdowns. I know all of the stats because I've already watched the game two and a half times. I'm not going to lie. I'm obsessed. <laughs> with the, I was, no, two stories. Joy, I was on the stair stepper today at work. And on my iPad, I was re-watching the game just out of sheer obsession. Um, Joy, were you more impressed with the Dolphins or were you disappointed in the race? Let me see. I got to make sure I got my... Hey! Oh! oh! Make sure I got my 
think I know her answer. And I've had this for years. I know bandwagon <laughs> eh, over here. Okay, so we got, but you know what? Just because we got the big win, I had to make sure I brought it. Oh, oh no. Let me see. Who we got? What we got? Are they for everybody? Oh, this one's for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is I this? Need, I need. I gotta give you this one. I need me a little dolphin. And, uh, yeah, there okay, we go. Sorry, you got, the, you got the little one. You got the little not, one. Sorry, this that's, is like that's Ace yeah. Ventura Finkel. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is a this is a legit. Einhorn is fifth dolphin's gear on the whole wow. show. All right, here we go. You oh, feel right, me? Really. It is a nice color scheme. I gotta what? be. I gotta be real. You know, the real fire ones are the the orange jerseys. If you got one of those, then you you're a real one. So I take it you're impressed. I was impressed with the dolphins. How could you not be impressed with that? Listen. As a, as a lifelong Dolphins fan, uh, Dolphins conversations, Dolphins fans' conversa conversations and text messages are a real experience because we have so much trauma from watching this team for all these years that the play-by-play the the -play -play that you text each other, like, oh, it's over. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. It's done. Mm -hmm. Here goes another season to the, the sheer uh, just – excitement of the end of that game and the way that Tua looked. I mean, you got to be impressed with the Dolphins. Oh, you have to. De Dave? All right. I wish you had gone to me first. Actually, <laughs> there's, no, there's no way to – I mean, Joy, don't hit me. Like, look, and it's, it's not a knock on the Dolphins. Say it with your chest, Dave. You can't squander a 35-14 to 14 lead in the fourth quarter. You cannot do that. that there's no – I don't care if you're the biggest Dolphins fan in the world. Like, if the, if the script was flipped, you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe we let this happen. Like, that's just the nature of it. And, and for it to be the Ravens of all team, the way they control the ball, you know, they run the ball better than everybody, they got a running quarterback. Clock, I mean, bleed some clock, my guys. And, and also, and maybe a little over-aggressive. They go for it on fourth down on the other side of midfield, mm -hmm. setting up an easy score for the Dolphins. Then they get the ball back. They run three plays and burn no time. Like, you cannot do that. You have to, at the very least, take time off the clock when you're holding on to a lead like that. All credit to the Dolphins for making it happen, but, like, that's just brutal. 2-5. Okay, you got, is that Dolphins color? Joy, is this Dolphins green? No, 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 no. Eagles earlier. Let's, let's, but... let's just leave it this right here. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. Were you impressed by I'm, the Dolphins? I'm impressed by, by the Dolphins, man. They, they look good. They look fast. Yes. They look different. They're playing at different speed. And the, and the scary thing is, it's new to them. They're not used to that. I'll give you an example. Before Tyree Hill got hurt with, with the hamstring, he's, he's running with two defenders. He put his hand up. Now, any other quarterback is like, what is he talking about? There's two guys right there. But Patrick Mahomes knows that type of speed. When I'm even, I'm we'll leaving. Even talk about it. Throw that ball up. That's six. So they're still learning each other. Like, even the long touchdown, he was waiting for the ball. Shady, make that point, though. We're, we're watching the game yeah. side by side. Literally, Shady on one end of the couch, I'm on the other end. And Shady looks at me, he's like, did Tyreek Hill just throw his hand up, double-teamed, even with the defenders? Because I, I know that look. That means give me that ball because I'm going to run past these guys. And real quick, like, the long touchdown, he threw it. He should have been through that ball. Yeah, He's waiting yeah. for it. Good point. I, I think, too, like, he showed a lot of confidence. He, he, has, he had his big boy draws on. I'm going to just say that. The big boy. Come on, man. The so, big boy. That boy's credit. did say he's going to need a wheelbarrow. That's so. why I said the big boy draws. I was trying to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me say it like this. Uh, I'm beyond impressed with the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungavailoa, beast. Mike McDaniel, beast. That mm. offense is beastly. Shout out to that defense as well. The Ravens did not want to give up 28, a 28 to 3 lead, but they did anyway. They did not want to get outscored 28 to 3, but Tua Tungavailoa. Tua had six total touchdowns yesterday, still threw two picks. He had 469 passing yards yesterday. He tied the Miami Dolphins franchise record yesterday. If Justin Herbert were to have done that, if Patrick Mahomes were to have done that, we wouldn't be disappointed in the Ravens. We'd be like, man, it's Herbert. It's Mahomes. You can't stop him. So I need you to keep that same energy because I'm going to keep that same energy. Respect Tua and what he did because what he did was outlandish. Okay, okay. But as, as a resident Dolphins fan, here's, here's where I'm going to stop you. <laughs> One, I'm getting very nervous, yes. Uh, but also, this was a great this was a great statement game Huge. for Tua. Huge. So let's not talk about we haven't seen greatness out of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert already when it comes to the statistics. There were real questions about what Tua was capable of doing, and this game answered them. Now we know the level to which you're capable of playing. So when people talk about Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, it's not because they like Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert better. You've seen them do this. We haven't seen Tua have That's a true. game like this. Yeah. Now, put some respect on it. He but did. we haven't seen Herbert have a game like this. 
We ain't seen Herbert come to six touchdowns. I mean, six, what y'all looking for? What y'all looking at each other like? Six touchdowns is a lot. Yeah, no, but, but he's got no franchise also, record. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky has had a six-touch down game. Nick Foles, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, I don't know what that young man did to you, but he's played some really nice games. Calm down. And I don't want to make this about that. Like, this should be to his moment. Let it be about to his moment. You brought up Herbert and Mahomes. Yeah, relax. Just let it be about to him, man. Okay. We know. Listen, and I will say that I really just, it's like vinegar in my mouth. You were right about this game. I didn't expect Shoot. it to go this way, but we talked about this on Friday, and you talked about how big this game could be. We didn't expect this. But what I love most about this game is that they really were not good for most of the game. And when you can overcome that and overcome a lead like that against a team that we think is a legitimate contender in the Ravens, who everybody was on Twitter, pay that man, pay that man, pay mm-hmm. that man. They still pay that man. He ball, he ball too. Still, I told you that. No, no, no. Lamar yeah. played amazing. Yeah, Lamar was going is. crazy. Come it on. It still is pay right, that man. Right. But if you're going to do all that, when the Dolphins come back Correct. with Tua making these energy. plays, you got to keep the same energy. Real, 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 real quick, because, and I got to say this, Sadie, is because I was, Joy makes a point, and I have to put a microscope over it. Okay. This I knew this game was going to be huge, and it's even bigger than I thought. It was 35 to 14. I'm like, oh, this game is over. Tyreek Hill had come back from a cramp. It's over. Mike McDaniel, I was like, huh, let's see these Mike Jones jokes you're going to make after the game now. <laughs> I'm literally kicking back like, dang, okay, rookie head coach, now you're about to see what it's really like to catch an L. He came back from down 35 yeah. to 14. You do realize from here on out in Mike McDaniel's coaching future, he's well, never going to doubt himself. No. Ever. That's why this game is so big because Mike McDaniel just got confidence. You can be, he'll be trailing 28 to 0 to start a fourth quarter sometime in his career, and he won't ever flinch. It was huge. He's a, he's a confident guy, though. If you know him, he's real confident. I think the best part, and I talked about how, don't, don't kill me, but the Chiefs, I was saying small things are missing from Tyreek Hill. If you watch that game, we call it hitting yardage, right? Some of it is special teams, but on offense, it's more you throw a five-yard pass, right? Small, three-yard pass, he goes for the first down. Yep. Like small stuff, throwing little screens out there. Sometimes with screens, you just, you know, slowing the defensive pressure down and maybe get like a little first down or eight yards. He's going for 15, 20 yards. Now you got both of them. Well, Wildo and Tyreek. So now Tua doesn't have to be like perfect. There was some balls. I'm not hating because I'm giving him his love. There were some balls that wasn't really Call great. Call what it is. No, so the deep ball to Tyreek Hill wasn't great. That wasn't great. The, the, the touchdown uh, wasn't great. A, 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 a meaningful third down, right, over the middle. Tyreek jumped up and get it. It was late. So small things where I could throw a ball for six yards and he can get you 25, bro, that's, that's like that's, – nobody can do that. If I have one goal while I'm on this show, like I just want people to let go of the idea – that you can only be good if everybody else around you sucks and you're doing it all yourself. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. And that's it's okay that Tua has these two amazing easy button receivers because yeah. that's what they are. Waddle and What's wrong with that? What's wrong with There's that? There's nothing wrong well, with that. Because- and that's why the Dolphins brought them there. Yes. And it looks fantastic. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. His receivers make him look even better, and that is okay. This and is, it is very this is wrong. Why, wrong with this that. is why I get so passionate, though, Joy and Dave, and I compare Tua to Mahomes or compare Tua to oh, Herbert. Or com- Come on, take it I'm easy. I'm saying com- compare in the sense of why I speak of them together. Oh, okay, okay. Um, ooh, ooh, because ooh. this, Joe Burrow had Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Jamar Chase is a top five wide receiver. T. Higgins may be a top 20 wide receiver. He's, so, he's solid. He's solid. And then the third, hold on for the third one. Come uh, on now. Uh, he's with the Pittsburgh. Don't yeah, Tyler Boyd. <laughs> don't make me mad. Okay. I apologize. They all, had, they all had 1,000 yards. You're right. Okay. Good, good play. Yeah. Furthermore, Justin Herbert. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Ty Tyreek Hill, Hill. Yeah. Tom Brady in, in, in Tampa Bay. Now do Dak Prescott's. Oh, wait, you mean it matters. <laughs> but my point, it matters. My point being, yes, I'll give you that. Like, Tua is balling now that it's a level playing field. Oh, Burrow, yep. you were drafted before me. You got two dogs at receiver. Herbert, you were drafted when I was drafted. You got two dogs at receiver. Yep. Me, y'all Great point. finally Great gave point. me two dogs at receiver, and I lead the NFL in passing yardage. Ooh. Okay, but let's. That's a great point. Also, I like it. Let me give you love. Let me give you love. Let me give you love. Right. Let's also tell the story accurately. Another big part of what's happening with Tua, outside of the obvious pieces that the Dolphins gave him this year, is that this year is also Tua's year for real. The Dolphins tried to replace Tua three times. Three times. Okay. 
three times they tried to replace this man. So I don't want to hear from anybody about how, like, oh, oh, you know, he always had the support system and he had always had the, the organization behind him. Every single week last year he was talking about Deshaun Watson being a possible trade partner with right. tra- the Dolphins possibly trading for Deshaun Watson. So, no, this is a year that the, the entire organization has backed him. It is his year to show up. And now they have the confidence behind him. This is what you have to give a young quarterback. Give them a real chance and put pieces around them. Hey, very quick. It's going to sound silly. Mike McDaniel said something I loved after this game was he was happy to see Tua having fun playing football. If you think about it, consider he got hurt in 2019, his last year at Bama. This is probably the first time he's really had fun playing football in even smile. four years. Yeah. yeah. And I, and that matters. Like, I know it's all about winning and it's all about money. I get it. No, but, but as that matters. Back, you got to feel like it's your team. Yeah. And this year it really does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you get these songs for me? <laughs> hey, you're not giving that to you. That's a Hall of Fame jersey. Wait, make sure you give me that so back. So these are fake giveaways? No, oh. no, no, these are just for you to hold. I was gonna say, oh, I think they call those props. Today. I think they call those well, what props. Can I, can I, can you brother sign something for me? I thought, yeah. I thought you were actually like, got to keep Dolphins. these. Miami Dolphins. Miami I think up. Miami the Cowboys Dolphins. are on a high. I don't know if there's as much of the high as Jordan is right now. Anyway, Cowboys on a high after beating the Bengals. We got to tell you if Sunday showed us how good the Cowboys are or how bad. The Bengals are. That's next. I'm walking away with this one, Joy. Sorry. Miami Dolphins are Welcome back, family. If y'all were watching last night, Aaron Rodgers, he continued his dominance Ooh. over the Bears. Justin Fields, he and the offense struggled. After the game, Justin Fields had some comments. Hey, Fields, speak up. It hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. Um, I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. So um, just coming out with a disappointing loss like this, um, you know, it hurts. But, uh, you know, we just got to respond. Yo, <laughs> what's he talking about? Listen, first of all, all them Bear fans, they spend a lot of their hard-earned money to go to them games to see him put up 70 passing yards. He talking about they putting work in. What work is he putting in? The dude threw for 70 yards, though. Like, listen. I feel, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I, I, I know it hurts, but come on, we need a better performance. If you're gonna be talking about the fans and all that, we need you to start playing. Seventy yards, you can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I would love to see that. Seventy yards. I would love. You, to yo, Rosa, you gotta try to be that bad. Seventy yards. Where you stand, Dave? Giving him he's tripping. I think he's absolutely right, but you can't say that in public, man. Like that—that that is the conversation that you have at your locker with your buddy. Like when you're—I I get it. Fans can't relate to players. Like y'all go through things that that will never see the light of day. It's a very unique experience. Seven and he's right. The fans don't put in the work on the field. Don't say that because at the end of the day. The Bear, Justin Fields, the Bears fan base are the only people that really have your back right now. Like, that, do not alienate the people that are begging you to be good. Like, that's just not a good strategy. Yeah, I, I love Justin, but you can't talk about the fans. Like, it's just, you can't. can't talk about the fans. And this is Chicago. Mm. They sit out there in sub-zero temperatures. Oh, my gosh. It, it's, it's one of the best fan bases in all of sports, it's you can't do it. You just he's, can't. He's not wrong. He's not. He just, he just shouldn't say it. I don't know. Don't say it. I don't know, I don't know if he's say. wrong or right. There's a lot of things you can say that you're not wrong about right. that you would regret saying mm-hmm. immediately. Uh-huh. <laughs> can I, can I, can I so, real quick before we move on? Like, I hear what he's saying about the fans. What are the fans saying about him? Like, oh, my God, did you see him throw for that 30-yard pass he had with the flea flicker? What about the other 40? Like, come on, bro. That's kind of – the irony for me is, like, all summer – the Bears and their their fan base have been like, oh, it's Fields, it's our year, bro. Like Dang. we're sneaky, we're gonna be yeah. sneaky. And now you're you're alienating the one group of people that really have Here's your the back. Thing, y'all, those pats on the back. They turning the stabs on the back <laughs> real quick. At the seventy yards, they're gonna be more than knives. They're gonna be sores like. Nah, cause he, he's bad, man. He be talking like. Oh, Yo, we gotta get to Dallas, y'all. We gotta get to Dallas. Cowboys, they took care of business yesterday. They handled the Bengals thanks to that man, Michael Parsons, and his two sacks. He that now leads burnt. the NFL in sacks. He is on pace to do something crazy. We know Dak Prescott's gonna be out for a while, but shout out to the Cowboys for getting what I believe is a great, great, great win. So, Joy, are the Cowboys good or are the Bengals bad? Oh. Right. Be honest All too right, now. Be honest, be honest too right. now. Listen, I still believe in Joe Burrow. Oh, okay. I still believe in Joe Burrow. Appreciate that. But yeah. maybe the Bengals aren't as good as I thought they were. <laughs> maybe there's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover going on here. 
And it's still the offensive line. They spent all this time and energy in the offseason trying to fix the offensive line. It's still bad. He's on pace to get sacked 110 times this season. The NFL record is 76 with David Carr. Remember how that went? Like, the offensive line is crazy. I don't – I can't – it's – I know not all sacks are on the offensive line, Shady. Like, sometimes you could be holding the ball too long. But this is Joe Burrow, who also had a really horrific injury his – rookie year in the league due to the offensive line not not helping him at all. So I'm going to lean towards he wants to get rid of the ball. He's not trying to get hurt. We've seen him play through these kind of injuries before because of the offensive line. The Bengals really look like they have some real issues. Now, I didn't think this was going to be – I thought they were going to take a step back this year. But by step back, I didn't think they were going to go back to the Super Bowl. But this is looking bleak. Mm, I think the Cowboys were impressive. I get it. The Bengals aren't as good as we thought they were. But the Bengals aren't a terrible football team. As far as getting sacked, I was looking at Joe Burrow yesterday, and I'm like, come on, big dog. The best, uh, the best alleviation for a great pass rush is a decisive quarterback. The best alleviation for a great pass rush is getting the ball out quickly. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line is by no stretch of the imagination right. great. And the Cowboys pass rush didn't do all that. To Tom Brady, Cowboys, the reason I think they were impressive to me, Joy and Dave, is this. Cooper Rush, one start. Noah Brown, what, no career NFL touchdowns. And Noah Brown went out there and balled. Now, what people do not realize, Noah Brown and Cooper Rush probably have a better connection than Dak Prescott and and Cooper Rush. And Dak Prescott and Noah Brown, rather, because Cooper Rush is a backup. Noah Brown is a backup. They're the ones that actually spend time together. So I was impressed. Dave, what about you? I already said I think it was an impressive win, but I, I'm way more concerned about what we've seen from the Bengals, to be honest. And it's it's not a knock on the Cowboys, for the record. Cowboys pass rush was pretty good against Tom Brady, too. Micah, mm-hmm. Micah got him twice. They put him on the ground six or eight tell times. It, like that, the, 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 the Dallas pass rush is nice. Having said that, Joy, you mentioned David Carr. He's the last guy to be sacked this many times in the first two weeks of the season. And that was in 2 a franchise or uh, an expansion team. An expansion team was the last time an offensive line was this poorly equipped. And I do agree. Joe, but jo- they're not that poorly equipped. Get rid of the freaking ball. Okay, that's fine. Like they're not, we can't just say this isn't an incompetent offensive line. Did, okay, it might not be incompetent, but, like, did you just go back and watch this game and just keep an eye on number 11 for Dallas? Sure. It's yeah. pretty stark. I don't stark. think anybody can stop Micah Parsons. So Fair. that has more to do with Micah than it does to do the opponent. No, Joe, Joe deserves some blame in this. And his athleticism is an underrated part of his game. Like, all the way back at LSU – he basically joked like, oh, people don't think I'm an athlete because I'm, I'm a white guy. Yeah, he's very athletic, and he uses that as, a, as an, a, an advantage to reset in the pocket and look for throws that wouldn't normally be there. It's just not working, and it, they look gross, man. It, it's, no, it's no disrespect to Dallas. They did impress me, but like, I, I thought of the Bengals as like a fringe playoff team. It ain't going to happen unless they figure something out right now. Now, I, I was impressed and I, with, with the Cowboys up front. They was giving out crazy work. Michael Parsons was, was balling. Harrisburg, I'm from Harrisburg. So a lot of love to him. Now let's move on. <clears throat> that, bro, you gave 10 seconds before okay. you moved on. I'm just giving my boy his Let's love. He was balling. The first of all, made, sure it was, made sure it was just okay. Micah. Shane needs to have his moment on the Bengals. No, because first of all, I told y'all this, that they will not make the playoffs. Are you serious, Joe Burrow? He's the greatest. Blah, blah, blah. I told you, they're not making the playoffs, right? When I look at the team, they're bad up front. They're bad up front. And, and, and you get all this hype as a young team that's bad. Overall, that's bad. Because now it's like you already arrived, and they have it. When I watched that game, first of all, Parsons is a, is a baller. He's a beast. I didn't see no chip blocks or none of that. You talked about, the, about, about Tampa Bay. Earlier in the game, they got some pressure on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. After that, that stopped. I didn't see no chip blocks. I didn't see no, no, no quick passes. Earlier in the game, they were trying to throw everything deep. Then they start slowly throwing quick passes. How can you not block this guy, right? Now, he don't get a sack or two. That's football. But the whole game getting all pressure, that's yeah. crazy. That lets me know that these guys have been not coached well. They're not coached well. And then they're getting penalties. You're, you're, an, you're a away team. You're getting penalties. And you're getting sacked. That team is a bad team. So I'm not going to give the Cowboys all this great love and all this great praise because I didn't see a lot. But them, if they play that same game with them Eagles, they're going to lose by a lot of points. Yeah, I'm going to say, and I'm going to leave it at this. Listen, Dallas, good luck with Cooper Rush. I, I think he did solid. You know, I think he did better than Dak. Well, not think because he really did do better than Dak. But <laughs> I just feel like going forward, you should roll with him. Sure, roll with him. Roll with Because the team Cooper played Rush. better. I watched how the offensive line blocked up front. Like, even when Dak is healthy? I mean, Dak was healthy the first game, right? Oh, we got, we got smacking like, come on. Right. Right. I'm let, talking let, about let, this year. I don't, I don't want you to go back on these notes. I'm going to look at uh, last year. I don't care about nothing. I'm talking about right now. So, last game, Dak put up three points, you, right? 
And then this last game, I watched how the team rallied. Up front, they rallied, and I watched the alignment up front. They ran the ball so well. We, we will address yeah. this. We will address Don't get me started on the I Cowboys. Promise. But coming up, All the smoke. Saints and Bucks rivalry went to another level yesterday. Players Ooh. getting ejected. Haymakers yeah. being thrown. Dudes That's dropping right. people's elbow. We got to talk about if we have a problem with Mike Evans' cheap shot. Was it cheap dirt? Shot. Was it football? Good job, Mike. Stand yeah, up yeah. for what you believe in, baby. Yo, y'all saw the fight yesterday, and if you didn't, you're about to see it now. My Good God, Mike Evans. Yeah, he suspended right. a game for his role in the scuffle. Uh, haymakers were thrown for net throwing jabs. Pop. Everybody Ooh. got in on it. But Mike Evans, he got the best of Marshawn Lattimore on that one. Got ejected Again. along with Again. Marshawn. <laughs> J.D., I don't know why you condone this, but um, do you have a problem with what Evans did? You already said it. It gets spicy in New Orleans. <laughs> he was talking about food, big dog. No, it was not. Listen. That's a good line. <laughs> they, they, have, they have some beef. I remember my first year there, I was like, whoa, they don't like each other. And then the last time they fought with um, Winston, the quarterback, when I guess Marshawn hit him or something, and then Mike came out of nowhere. Boom. Bro, it's football. It's a cheap shot. That's not a cheap it's shot. It's a cheap shot. Lattimore, he knew it was coming. He did. Where's Mike he at? He wasn't looking. Man, listen, listen, listen. He know Mike don't like him. They don't like each other. It's on sight. You know what that means? It when wasn't I see on you site, and though. you see it me, it's on site, though. On It was on Mike's site, but not Marshawn's site. This is the thing, though. Real talk. You got to be aware that it's football. If I don't like you, you don't like me, and you, you talking to Tom Brady. Bro. He said this. He said, ref, what you want me to do? It's Tom Brady. Which, uh, no, that you play chess? You say no. you, play, you play chess? Yes. You love chess, right? I love chess. Yes. What you got to do? Protect who? The queen. The queen. Or the king. The king. Come on, brother. <laughs> you realize, Come on, man. What do you, it's Tom Brady. The answer to that is... Let the refs handle it, because if you so much as poke Tom Brady, you're getting suspended. Like, like, like somebody's gonna hurt Tom Brady. He's yeah. the most untouchable he's 40 man in some, the league. He's, bro, he's 40 something years old. Nobody's gonna hurt Tom you, I, Brady. Bro. We don't know that. We, we don't. Yeah, we yes, we him. absolutely. Look, look, check do. it out. Look, check it you're out. You're getting kicked out of the league if you hurt Tom Brady. Joy, weigh in, please. No way. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with Mike Evans. That's this. right. It's, it's he's absolutely right. What you want me to do? It's Tom Brady. It was a cheap shot. Can I say about Mike? Hit me straight up. Mike is It's not a cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. First of all. No, it wasn't. I wasn't looking. He's you can't put your hand in somebody's face. If I do this and Joy hits me, that's a cheap shot. If you hit no, 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 Dave, no, 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 no. she will come exactly. save the day. Exactly. It ain't a cheap shot when you started it. That's you right. can't start some smoke and then say it's a cheap shot. You better be. You, you know Mike what? Evans you know wasn't what? even if part of it, though. If it's a cheap though. shot, hey, if it's a cheap shot, I'm part of it. Y'all scared me. Y'all ain't never been in a fight. Don't go in. No. Y'all been in a fight. Y'all ain't been in a fight. I'm not cheap shot nobody. Have you guys ever been in a fight? But I go straight up. Y'all scaring me. Shady. I've been uh, let out on Southside in Pittsburgh, so you already know. Right, right, yeah. If, you want, get, if, you, if it's getting it spicy, sticky, in Pittsburgh. If it gets spicy, you already know. You started it. You better have your head on the swivel. Yeah. You better have your hands up. You can't be starting pushing people talking about it's a cheap shot. What is right. the hell is going if on right I now? If I do this and somebody no, no, if, you, if you do it like, oh, yo, like, oh. You got a helmet on. And Joy blindsided me, that's yeah. a cheap shot, Real coach. quick, I got to give Mike his credit, though. Mike is one of the best teammates I've ever had. He buys, like, the, the players, the starters, the backups. This isn't the, the time for you to not, wax poetic. No, I'm saying like, he, he's a great guy, so obviously he got to protect this guy. I'll say, I'll say that I don't have a problem with him doing it. You bet it. not. I don't have a problem with him doing it. <laughs> I also, not. I don't. You ha just told me you no. had a problem with him doing if it. That's what he, no. Joy for the cheap no. shot you If that's what he wants to do, he's <laughs> no, entitled to do it. I don't, no, I don't have a problem with him scared, being suspended scared me, either. Bro. If y'all get in the fight, y'all got to call me. Call me. I'll tell you what to do. That's all I'm saying. You hear me? If y'all two get in the fight, call me. I'll tell you what to do. Nah, bro. Because y'all acting, acting real nervous. First and foremost, I can handle it myself. I don't need you to come cheap shot somebody on my behalf. But if you arguing with somebody and it gets out of line and, and that's their boy, you need to watch out the both Bruh, of them. it wasn't out of line. Exactly. It wasn't out of line. Tell it like it is. Here my you want to start a problem with everybody around, right. and then when everybody get involved, you want to act like why? You read all these books. You need to read a book about how to protect yourself at all costs. Fournette had it under... Run the tape. Yeah. Fournette yeah, had it under it control. No, he didn't. Fournette was straight right, up with Lattimore. Right, he had it under control. Fournette, 6'1", 250. He wasn't on the ground. We got the tape, or y'all not going to run the tape? If you still... Fournette, 6'1", So what? He didn't need help. He didn't need help, coach. Or put your hands. Look, look at Fournette. Fournette was even like, hey, Mike, you, Mike, Fournette was like, hey, 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 h
If me, you got beef with any not, other network, and I'm talking to somebody else, and this man right there, watch this man, because yes. you scaring me, bro. <laughs> yes. Bro, we I'm, can't go out together. We can't go to dinner. I don't know what he going to do. No, all I'm saying is. He shoved is, him right in his chest. That ain't no cheap shot. Oh, my God. All right, God. can we at least admit oh Mike God. was looking for an excuse to mix it up with a guy who that he clearly part. does not like? I mean, maybe. That is, like, oh, Tom Brady was but in no danger. Lattimore wasn't even talking here with Brady. He wasn't even talking here with Tom. You got to go to Brady. Here with Tom told him. You out with me? And uh, come shove them, please. <laughs> shove them. Don't find out if the danger happened after. We got to handle some things, some family business, and we're going to finish this conversation. Speak. Don't go anywhere. They hey, talking Shady. about. He hit me. Why'd he hit him for? What'd he hit him for? <laughs> what he hit? Yo, we got to get back to this, man. Shady, Joy, y'all got to defend yourselves. Because this makes no sense to me. I would defend myself, exactly. And I would defend you, Shady. Look, just know this. If you got beef and somebody, especially a guy, is doing this and that and third, I got your back. I ain't going to ask no exactly. questions. But you ain't got to come out I the game this too long. I'm going to ask no questions. I'm just Yo, why, why you telling Joy? Matt. I'm just happy y'all. You know what? They're going to be like, they're going to be like, what's wrong, Joy? Nobody needs to go to jail, Shady. Nobody needs to go to jail. I'm not going to no games. At all. It is what it is. We use our words. Ask questions later. 